Father Cantalamesa is the preacher for the papal household. He tells the following story. A poor family from Italy was migrating to the United States. Now, this was long ago, so they were on a ship crossing the Atlantic. And being poor, they brought their own provisions. They brought bread and cheese. Well, after weeks of eating this bread and cheese, their son began to complain. I'm sick and tired of eating bread and cheese every day. So his parents scraped together a little money so that he could eat at the restaurant on the ship. Well, they were surprised when he came back from the restaurant upset. He said, Mom and Dad, the restaurant meals were included with the price of our ticket, and we've been eating bread and cheese for weeks. Next to Easter and Christmas, Pentecost is the greatest feast in the life of the church. On Pentecost, we celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church, the birthday of the church. The Holy Spirit wants to form Christ in our souls. This is how close God wants to be with us. He wants to dwell within us. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he lavishes upon us many spiritual gifts. You see, we don't have to subsist on our own provisions. We don't have to eat bread and cheese every day. This is how good God is to us. He wants to lavish on his children many spiritual gifts. Now, how do we receive the Holy Spirit? Okay, first it's good we recount the story of salvation. Remember in the book of Genesis, God breathed his spirit into Adam through his nostrils. God took up his dwelling in Adam and Eve. But we know the story. They chose to turn away from God, and they lost the gift of supernatural life. Now, eventually, God's people built the temple, the center of worship for the Jews. And God's spirit came down and filled the Holy of Holies. But God's plan was never simply to dwell within four walls of a building. He again wanted to take up his dwelling in his people. Remember, when Jesus met with Nicodemus, he said to Nicodemus, unless you are born again by water and the Holy Spirit, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, how are we born again by water and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? It was through our baptism. You see, it's through the sacraments of the church that the Holy Spirit comes down upon his people and fills them with his very life. St. Paul reminds us that through baptism, our bodies become temples of the Holy Spirit. You see, we are living stones of God's temple. And then it was through our confirmation that we again received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, if ever we've turned away from God, broken off our relationship with God through mortal sin, It's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're reconciled to God through the sacrament of reconciliation and brought back to life in the Spirit. Now, when the Spirit of the living God dwells within us, he lavishes us with supernatural gifts. Now, traditionally, we talk about the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want to just mention three of them today. First, the gift of piety. The gift of piety is the gift of the Holy Spirit that moves our hearts to love God with the love that children have for their father. Do you ever feel like your faith is lukewarm and that you lack fire? Maybe you feel like you're stagnating in your prayer. We need the gift of piety. 
For Lent, I used the book, I Thirst, 40 Days with Mother Teresa, and one of the meditations struck me. It said, no amount of shallow prayer will ever change us. Has our prayer become something we rush through, rambling the words without really praying from the heart, devoid of true devotion? When's the last time that we've gotten down on our knees and really poured out our hearts in love to the Father? You see, we need to activate this gift of piety. I remember as a kid watching the Wonder Twins, and they would say, Wonder Twin powers, activate. Well, we need to activate the gift of piety to grow in our love for God. Second, the gift of counsel. All of us have to make decisions, some big decisions in life. But how often, again, do we rely on ourselves, trying to subsist on the bread and cheese, Faced with big decisions, we allow ourselves to become anxious and worried and overwhelmed. We should invite the Holy Spirit to guide us. The Holy Spirit is our helper, our counselor, our guide. The problem is we don't want to ask for help. On behalf of all the men here, I can testify, men, we're slow to acknowledge we need help. We're slow to stop and ask for directions. We think we can do it ourselves. St. Jose Marie Escriva says, never make a decision without first stopping to consider the matter in the presence of God. In other words, do we bring our decisions to prayer? The Holy Spirit wants to guide our path. Do you know the greatest obstacle to the gift of counsel? It's attachment and clinging to our own will, our stubbornness to want to do things our own way, rather than really opening ourselves to letting the Holy Spirit guide us. Now, the last gift I want to talk about is courage, fortitude, and the gifts go together. You see, once in counsel that we know the will of God, fortitude allows us the courage to do it. Recently, I again watched the movie Romero about Archbishop Oscar Romero, who is now a canonized saint in the Catholic Church. Remember, he was Archbishop in El Salvador from 1977 to 1980. And during this time, The government was oppressing the church and the people. Archbishop Romero had this amazing fortitude and courage in the face of oppression. And there's a beautiful scene in the movie where the military has taken over one of the Catholic churches and they've turned it into a barracks. Well, Archbishop Romero arrives at the church to retrieve the Blessed Sacrament. And the military guard stops him and says, what do you think you're doing? He says, I'm here to retrieve the Blessed Sacrament. The military guard takes his machine gun and proceeds to blow open the tabernacle and the Eucharist falls to the ground. Well, Archbishop Romero is in shock and horror. He walks out of the church and then he pauses. And this moment he's filled with the Holy Spirit and with fortitude and courage. And he walks right back into the church past the military guard He goes up in the sanctuary and begins gathering the Eucharist. Well, the military personnel begin opening fire, shooting machine guns over his head. It doesn't deter him. He's committed in that moment to give his life for Jesus. Archbishop Romero gathered up the Eucharist and walked right out of the church that day with the Blessed Sacrament. That's the gift of supernatural courage, allowing us the fortitude to do things that would be humanly impossible. 
We need the virtue of fortitude today, courage to do what's right in the face of many obstacles. Now, we can activate this gift in our normal, ordinary life to overcome our impatience, our laziness, our selfishness. This gift gives us the gift to persevere in the face of suffering and obstacles. We need this gift of fortitude today. On this Feast of Pentecost, let's pray for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You know, Father Cantalamesa says when we actually hear again and read that account of Pentecost from the Acts of the Apostles, that the Holy Spirit, who's alive, comes down upon us anew. One of the keys to holiness is to surrender to the Holy Spirit, to get out of the way, to allow the Holy Spirit to take over our lives and direct our lives. It's time to stop relying on ourselves on our own provisions. We don't have to subsist on bread and cheese. God wants to lavish us with supernatural gifts.